Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast, brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature a different aspect of Disney weddings, from the latest news, information, and money saving tips, to interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney brides and grooms. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney bride Shelley Powell Bennett about her Wishes Collection wedding at the Grand Floridian. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she planned this event and how she chose her locations and how everything turned out. So welcome, Shelley. Thanks. Glad to be here. I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Walt Disney World. I guess I should start with saying that when I met my now husband, he said that he thought he was a Disney fan before he met me. So it was always when we first even started talking wedding, probably the first couple of dates, it was, you know, if and when I ever get married again, it, you know, it would be at Disney World. And so it was just kind of a no brainer. I mean, I'm, we're both annual pass holders. There was never any other thought to it. This is both of our second marriages. And for my first marriage back in the early 90s, when Disney weddings was just starting, you know, obviously I was a big Disney fan then, wanted a Disney wedding. My parents couldn't afford it. So this was kind of always that vow renewal will happen or, you know, whatever. And then my opportunity to have a Disney wedding happened. And we ended up getting engaged on Main Street. He had a, it was a complete surprise to me. He had my whole family there, and um, he custom-designed my ring, the diamonds on either side of a sapphire that make Mickey Mouse silhouette on them. So it was a complete shock, and from that moment, you know, it was we were off to the races on, on planning it. That's fantastic. Did you guys meet because you both like Disney, or did it just happen when you met that you were both into it? It, it just happened. You know, like I said, he, he thought he was a Disney fan, you know, this going every four or five years to Disney World, you know, I mean, really, that's, you know, in my world, that's like agony not going that often. But um, yeah, no, it just it just was it was one of those uh, matches, I guess you could say. That's fantastic. So did your friends and family pretty much expect that when you said you were getting married that you would be getting married at Disney? Oh, yeah, yeah, there was never for anyone, there was never any doubt that that it was going to happen this way. So you know, and everybody initially, it, we were freaking out because I come from a very large family or large extended family, um, and he has a, a somewhat large extended family, and and we really wanted to be able to incorporate our friends into the event as well. But we were paying for it, and so it was like, okay, how do we how do we balance our friends? And you know, and I have lots of Disney friends who I knew would really appreciate being able to come to a Disney wedding, and so. The, okay, who's gonna who's gonna make the cut? Who's gonna get to go? What you know? And trying to keep you know, we had originally said I think we wanted like forty people, and then it ended up we bumped that up to okay, we're gonna make our our max at sixty, and uh, we ended up inviting eighty five, you know, and hoped and prayed that 
<laughs> not everyone would show up, which they didn't. We had about 45 people that ended up showing up. So, um, but it was the initial when we said, okay, we're getting married at Disney. It was like, oh, well, I want to come and I want to come and I want to come. And that's when, you know, you start freaking out and going, you know, which kidney am I going to sell? But it worked out. <laughs> now, how did you guys choose your ceremony and reception venues? Originally, we had wanted May the 4th for our wedding day because I'm also a big Star Wars fan and I thought it would be really cool to kind of incorporate May the 4th, do a fireworks dessert party at the studios and, you know, incorporate the whole Star Wars thing and have the reception at the launch bay. So we had kind of said, okay, we're going to do May the 4th and, you know, we would do the wedding at the wedding pavilion. Tim was pretty adamant that, you know, he, that's, he wanted to, to have it at the wedding pavilion. And uh, so we started the process with May the 4th and then pricing kind of slapped us in the face because May the 4th just happened to fall on a Friday, which increased your, your minimums. And then of course, with it being in May. And so when they originally came back with the first, the first contract, it was a bit of sticker shock. And we were like, yeah, let's, go back to like pick a Tuesday in February. We're like, we're, we're, we're good with that. So that's how we got our wedding date. Cause basically um, just May the 4th was, it was going to cause us to invite less people, do less of the extra little things that we wanted to do. So we moved it there. So the location of the wedding was never really in question. It was always going to be at the wedding pavilion. We had discussed the living seas salon and then I was interested in the attic, but we had too many people. So they were like, yeah, we can't do that. Well, we looked at the Grand Floridian, having it at that little courtyard out there. And then the room that's attached to the courtyard. A Whitehall room and patio? Yes. And we were right on the line with that as far as, you know, if we had enough people that didn't come we would be okay, but it was one of those, eh, maybe you might have too many people. And so we were like, okay, well, let's go to a ballroom. Well, then Tim saw Citrico's and fell in love with all the windows at Citrico's. And it became even a cost-saving kind of thing because with it being a restaurant, you don't have to do as much of the floral and the backgrounds and, you know, all the other things. So that was kind of a compromise for me because there's not a dance floor. There's not really any place to for them to set up a dance floor. So, but he absolutely loved all of the the windows there and 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 the brightness. And so, so that's how we decided on that. Got it. Okay. So tell me a bit about whether you had a theme or colors and how you incorporated that in your events. So it was very Disney, very park centric Disney. So my colors or our colors, I should say. I don't know that he had much say in the matter, but the colors were yellow and gray. So like a bright sunny yellow and steel gray. And there was all kinds of Disney touches. The uh, programs were park maps. So it was like a park guide map, like a times guide kind of thing. The invitations were done like the old, the ticket books. So it was like e-ticket, d-ticket, c-ticket. My shoes I made them out of park maps. So I took old park maps and Mod Podge and made my shoes. Wow. There was just some subtle touches. So like 
my the bridal belt on my dress had hidden Mickey's made out of the little pearls. So everyone at the reception, all of the tables were the table names were all park attraction posters, and everyone got the chocolate cast member badges, which with their table assignment. So that's how they knew which table to go to. And then we did mouse ears for everyone um, with their names on it. And that was their spot at the table. And then my cake was in the style of Mary Blair. So it was it's a small world with the squares and the triangles and yellow and, and gray. We had the Mickey balloons, which I was kind of excited because they didn't have that clear outer casing on them. They're like the old school balloons. Our florist, Jennifer, had told us that they, you know, we, we would just have the regular balloons. I was really excited. I was like, yes, we want one for all the kids. The food at the reception wasn't completely park food. We did have Mickey waffles with Nutella and fresh fruit like you can get at Liberty Square. We did have, thanks to your podcast, we did have the blue champagne. Um, so that was something that wasn't brought up to us when, you know, like you're going, because there's so much information and even Disney doesn't give you all the information and all the things. So that's where your book and your podcast really came in handy because there was a lot of little extra things that I was able to add that I would have never known about if it hadn't been for your resources. So thank you for that. That's great. Now you mentioned that you can't set up a dance floor at Citrico's. What did you do for entertainment? So that's probably my biggest wish I had done a little bit differently. Originally, I had wanted some of the characters from the Adventurers Club to come to the reception. So kind of like the um, uninvited guests or the clumsy waiter. You know, I my idea was is to have two or three of the Adventurers Club people there. And we asked about it. And they said, okay, we'll get back to you. And then we get an email um, a couple of days later and saying, you know, we're sorry. Those are retired characters and, you know, you can't have them. And then not a couple of weeks later, there was a Run Disney event where they had Adventures Club people at, at one of the stops along the route. So I was not a happy camper when I, when I heard that. But, and so then we looked at having the Dapper Dan's there and again when it came from a cost perspective because I really wanted to have the dessert party so we canceled that and we just went with an iPod and I had one of my friends do like the emceeing when people came in so I did playlists I had everything kind of mapped out for the announcing of the bridal party and first dances and all that sort of thing and then we just had a playlist playing in the background and I think if we had had a DJ there would have been more energy. You know, our reception was supposed to last till three and it ended about like one thirty, one forty five, because everybody was just like, we are so tired. And I think if we had had a DJ there, then it possibly would have lasted until three o'clock. That's interesting. So did you have to pay for the bar for the whole time, even though you guys just left early or how did that work? We did not have a bar. Oh, great. So we, um, we did the champagne and then we had like the sodas and, but we chose not to do the bar at the reception. We did have the bar at the dessert party that night. And I think it really worked out okay. We were all so tired. I mean, my morning started at about 3.30 that day. So by one o'clock, 
I was pretty exhausted and, and, you know, and a lot of us had been up that early, you know, my, my entire bridal party, my parents, it, it was an early day because our wedding started at 1030. Okay. Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your reception that you can recommend? So we did do like the Nutella, the hazelnut crunch filling, which was amazing with the almond cake. And then we had almond with the caramel milk chocolate. Got it. Any menu items you recommend? Everything was really yummy. And we went very, um, the salad, the blackberry and watermelon salad. It was funny because Tim is not very adventurous food-wise. So when we went for our tasting, I had picked out all of this stuff and trying to be, you know, not crazy, but I didn't want it to be like, okay, we're having mac and cheese. And everything that I picked out, like we, it was probably one of the easiest tastings that they had because it was, here's what you put on here. And we're like, oh yeah, we love this. We love this. We love this. So so it's the watermelon smoked blackberry with purple haze and citrus vinaigrette was amazing. The cheese grits were amazing. Those were the things that we really, really enjoyed. Something else I didn't mention with the ceremony, all of the music was Disney music. So like the mothers came in to, so this is love. Tim and I exited the wedding pavilion to it's a great big, beautiful tomorrow. The flower girls came into the Tiki Room song. Um, so it was just really fun and not, you know, it, we tried not to take it too seriously. Now, you mentioned that you added a dessert party. Where did you hold it? Terrace de Fleur, is that right? Oh, right. In, uh, in France. At in France, yes. The upper level. Got it. So we did park snacks. For our dessert party, so we had um, Mickey ice cream bars, Mickey Rice Krispie treats, churros, uh, Mickey pretzels, popcorn. We had the Grey Goose slush from France, and then we had the frozen mojitos that when we came, I think for our, well, they weren't frozen because it was, the machine didn't get it cold enough, but when we came, it was during food and wine Tim had discovered the frozen mojitos, and so we added that. And it was amazing. The food, I mean, everybody loved the food. I took like five of the Rice Krispie treats with me, and we ate them on the cruise the next week, um, or at least I did. We did the uh, 3D Mickey glasses for everybody, um, again, which was something I would have never known about if it hadn't been for your podcast. So, everybody, it was that was a really fun fun evening and then we added on a ride mix in to in the night on Soren. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was really cool. Okay, so you mentioned that your day started at 3:30. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the rest of the day fit together? We started hair and makeup at 4 and at 7 they came and got Tim's daughter and my dad, I think, was down there, and they started doing pictures. And the, the great thing with David and Vicky is they work great together, but then they can, you know, work just as equally well, capturing different moments in two different places. Tim did not want to do a first look. He was 
wanted to just be super traditional. So um, it was just really important. And, you know, kind of David kind of took Tim and his guys and went off and, and did their thing. And then um, Vicky was with me and my bridesmaids and uh, my mom and dad. And, and then we made it to the wedding pavilion, I want to say about nine. It's kind of all of a blur. And then we were over at Citrico's by 11. Um, one, and they were, they were really good at keeping us separated. You know, we did not see each other. One of probably the most magical things that happened that day that wasn't necessarily a planned event or anything that I knew about or, you know, that we had wanted to happen. When Tim and I got back to the Grand Floridian and we're getting ready to go to, um, up to Citricos for the reception. When the limo pulled up, they had a lot of the staff from the front desk and at the Grand Floridian who were kind of lining the walkway and were like applauding us as we walked in. And then Richard met us like halfway into the Grand Floridian and he had me take his arm and then he walked us up to Citrico's. And it was a special moment then, but knowing that, you know, that's not going to happen for other brides in the future, you know, just makes that it was just, it was really, really a special moment. And, you know, unfortunately it was unscripted if you will. So we don't have pictures of, of that moment, you know, cause David and Vicki were in the reception, but it was really incredible. Cause when we walked in and all the grand Floridian staff or, you know, a lot of the grand Floridian staff was just right there. It was really, really, really lovely. Hmm. So we, we get to the reception that's also kind of a blur. We do the toasts and the dances and the all of the things. And everybody loved their ears. And so David and Vicky had everybody put their ears on. And we went to do a big group shot um, out in like the entranceway of Citrico's. And so it was really cool because we did not tell anyone that Mickey was coming. I think some people suspected or, you know, assumed that because it was a Disney wedding that, that Mickey would be there or someone would, would show up. And... We're all in our big group to take the picture. We all have our mouse ears on. And uh, David says, hey, we've got one more guest. And then that's when Mickey came in. And I think the adults were probably more excited than the kids when Mickey walked in. I mean, like, uh, you know, some of my friends were like, I cannot believe it, you know. And it was really cool. So Mickey came and he took pictures with us. And then he, he helped us cut the cake. Um, it was kind of funny because it's like he has done this a few times. Uh, you know, he he was the one directing us like, here, you're going to cut here and you're going to, you know, it was just it was really neat. I was like, you've done this, you know, before. Um, and then he was able to take pictures with the kids and he took lots and lots of pictures with us, which was just really it was really special and neat. And then he mingled with the with the crowd. And I had been to um, a Disney wedding prior and one of the things that I remembered um was how because they had Alice and the Mad Hatter there and that it was very like okay 30 minutes it's up right like they're they're done you know they took as many pictures as they could and then they're like okay bye and I don't really feel like they were really rushing him out of our reception I mean I it, I don't know of anyone who didn't get a picture with him that wanted one and he went to all the tables and so I, I think we that was a a little more bang for our buck on that than what, what I expected to get on it. Um, and then we took more pictures. And like I said, and then about one thirty, it seemed like everyone was kind of 
okay, you know, we're, we're tired. We took pictures, we took a nap. And then about seven o'clock, we went to Epcot. They, you know, walked us in. Uh, it's funny because I didn't realize it, but in doing the pictures for the fireworks, David said, you know, you guys have seen this before, right? He's like, y'all have seen illuminations before. And we were both like, yeah, he's like, okay, because you're not going to see it <laughs> now. Because <laughs> um, you have to stand so still for them, you know, for the exposure and, and everything. And then, and we didn't, and we didn't tell anyone that we were going to do uh, Soren. So no one knew that that was what was going to happen. So about, I don't know, 20 minutes before we were like, okay, everybody, now we're going to, you know go walk over and everyone, I mean, my 85 year old grandmother rode sore and, you know, it was her first time at Disney ever. And, you know, it's just, it was a really neat experience, you know, and trying to fit in a big fluffy wedding dress in the Soren seats is, is quite an accomplishment. And then we rode the monorail back to the Grand Floridian and, uh, did it all again, hair and makeup at four the next morning for the part photo session. So we were, pretty, pretty beat. <laughs> now, it's interesting that you mentioned fitting in the seats in your big fluffy wedding dress. So they didn't give you any trouble over having a long wedding dress? Well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't long. Um, my dress was T-length. Um, ah. And I had like a yellow um, tulle crinoline skirt or whatever, the underneath skirt that was just kind of peeked out. So it wasn't like, it wasn't long and flowy. But it was there was just a lot of it. It was it was it was poofy. <laughs> okay. So when you were planning, what were the three most important aspects of your event where you focused your attention or you focused your budget? We just wanted it to be a magical day for our guests and we wanted there to be experiences. So like we did not do any floral at the wedding pavilion at all because it doesn't need it. To, to me personally, I mean, the first time I walked in there, especially since they've redone it, I mean, it brings tears to your eyes. It's just so beautiful as is. So we didn't, you know, we didn't want to spend a lot on floral. We didn't want to, you know, even the food, we did a bare minimum budget, again, where your resources came in handy because, you know, I don't know that I would have known that the cake counted into the cake, the cake cost would count into my $125 per person if, you know, I hadn't had those resources because I don't know that our wedding coordinator, you know, mentioned that. So we just wanted, I wanted to have like the ride in and, and the dessert party. And, you know, I wanted it to just be a day that everyone was going to talk about for a while and just remember, you know, really, really fondly. What aspects were less important where you saved your money and your time? Well, the floral, for sure, you know, because we, I think the most expensive thing that, um, from our floral was I had the, uh, kissing balls for the two flower girls. Um, and I think those were like $250 for these, you know, and I was surprised at how small they were when, when <laughs> I actually got them, you know, and of course they get to keep them and they were, were saved. Um, oh yeah. And the florist, I mean, I, they did an amazing job because Tim really um, has has had has bad allergies, and so he was like, "I don't really want a lot of fresh floral," and I'm like, "I want a ton of fresh fresh floral." Um, so we incorporated succulents into the bouquets, and like his boutonniere was just succulents and um, like a, a fake flower, but it didn't look like a fake flower. Um, you know, I think 
we saved money on the entertainment, but I don't necessarily know that I should have said, you know, that maybe, I, maybe we should have done a little bit more on it on, on that. But, um, and then I think not having everybody show up saved us money too. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> and anything that we could do, we did. So like the Mickey ears, I, uh, I think it was at Christmas or a little bit before Christmas, the Disney store ran like a, 25 or 30% off. And so I ended up getting the mouse ears for seven fifty, um, which they're like 20 bucks, close to 20 bucks at the parks. So three days before the wedding, I, you know, show up at, I think it was at studios and walked into the place where they do all the embroidery. And I'm like, here, I have 50 hats. I need you to <laughs> embroider. And here's the list. And they're like, um, it's going to take us a little bit. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. I'll be, you know, I'll be back. But so stuff like that, where I could find, um, you know, we did all the, uh, the attraction posters. We did all of that. Um, Etsy was definitely my friend, um, as far as doing the announcements and our invitations, we got those from Etsy. So that's really, you know, anything that we could do that Disney would let us do. That's where we saved the money. Okay, great. Did anything go wrong or not turn out like you expected? The only thing that like completely sticks out in my head, I had, Tim is a big Star Trek fan, and I had had like a custom Star Trek badge made to go on his boutonniere and had several emails with the florist, had, you know, sent it to her exactly like she said with the the, you know, in an envelope with her attention. And when my bridesmaids were going out and I think they were taking pictures and I asked one of them if Tim had his, like if it had that on his, his boot and ear, cause that was one of the, the surprises that I had for him that day and he, they didn't have it. And so, you know, of course, Carol was our um, wedding coordinator and she was right on it and she called and they got it and somebody went over to the floral shop and got it. And, you know, so I was just a little disappointed, disappointed with that. Cause it was like, I tried to do every, you know, exactly the way they said to, to make sure. And it's a little thing. I mean, it, our room at the grand Floridian was in Sago key, I think is where we were. So we were a little, we were on the water, but we were pretty far away from, from the wedding pavilion and we had the limo to take us from the grand Floridian and back. But my grandmother has, you know, she just doesn't walk that great. And it was a little, there was some snarkiness, I think with the staff at the grand Floridian trying to get, you know, get a golf cart or whatever to, to take her. So that was, I guess a little disappointing. We, I don't want to say I was disappointed in the grand Floridian as far as the hotel goes, I've had better experiences at other Disney hotels and I don't know if it was in my mind because it's my wedding and, you know, of course you're like, I've spent all this money and, you know, I, I just, I was somewhat disappointed in the way that we were treated at the Grand Floridian. Not that we were treated badly. It's just, I kind of felt like we might've been treated a little bit better given that it was our wedding and that we, you know, we were getting married there and, and it, it just, it, I don't know that it left a bad taste. It's just, it wasn't as good as other hotel experiences at Disney that I've had. And so I think I was trying to compare it to what I had got had in other places in the past. And it didn't, it didn't meet that same benchmark. 
Interesting. And was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be? I can't think of anything that was a big deal beforehand that really wasn't a big deal. Maybe the, I don't know, like the transportation, you know, getting people from point A to point B. Um, We had uh, people at the All-Stars and we had people at Port Orleans. And so just logistically getting people to where they needed to be um, at certain times. But I think right after the wedding, I was like, okay, was it, had that really been worth it? Like, did it live up to everything? And I don't know if it was because I was so close to it that I was just like, maybe it wasn't everything. But the further away that I get from, because we're about nine months after our wedding, now that I look back on it, it was worth every penny. And it was amazing. And it was everything that I wanted it to be, um, and probably more. But I think initially, I was, I, I guess the buildup was so much. And then um, it took me a little while to digest it. Got it. Okay. Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? I would have had a DJ or definitely would have had entertainment. I would not have done our park portrait session the next morning. You know, we didn't get back to the room until after 11, um, the day of the wedding. And then we had to be hair, makeup, dressed for 6 a.m. to do the park portrait sessions. I honestly don't even know if I would do the park portrait sessions. It When they say that it's an hour, it's an hour. <laughs> Um, and you know, it seemed like every time he, because, you know, they're getting ready to open the park, right? So there's like cars and vehicles and they were actually shooting some video or commercial or something in the hub the, when we were doing our pictures. So we have no pictures of like us directly in front of the castle. Everything is like to the side. There's no, you know, there was nothing by the partner statue because of, you know, they're, they were filming and they were doing the stuff and, our photographer would get set up and then a truck would have to come by and he'd have to, you know, move the, sh- you know, move his tripod and then set it up again, which cuts into your time because again, you only have an hour. And, um, you know, we even asked him cause they give you, they tell you you're going to go to four locations. Right. And we were on the tangled haunted mansion pirates route is the route that we had picked. And we did the castle and haunted mansion. And, and he asked us, he's like, what are the, the, most important ones. And I was like, well, I don't really, you know, Tangled, we can, you know, that's fine. I'm a huge Haunted Mansion, you know, love Haunted Mansion. And then Tim loves Pirates. So if we can get those, but even like our Haunted Mansion pictures, you know, I was hoping to get like a doom buggy shot, you know, even if it's just sitting there, and it, but you can't do that. So I think, I just don't know that I would definitely wouldn't do it the day after the wedding. And I don't know if it was worth the cost for the, the theme park pictures. Interesting. Okay. Those are good points. Do you have any other tips or advice for future wishes, brides and grooms? Soak up every minute of it, of all of it. You know, I mean, when you do your site visit, when you do your tasting, when you do, um, you know, every minute before the wedding, um, you know, anything that you can do. We did not have um, Disney photographers the wedding day. We just had David and Vicki all day long. I, you know, and I wasn't thrilled with our Disney photographer. So, you know, if you can find a photographer that you love, you know, I don't necessarily know you have to go with a, with a Disney photographer. Um, I think there are some 
benefits to it to you know to having a Disney photographer but for us I don't know that I think we definitely made the right decision you know don't feel that you have to over decorate Uh, you know we everything that we did was very simple and like I said the wedding pavilion is beautiful on its own it you know it, it doesn't it doesn't need anything else. Um, and if that's the place that you, you know, can cut back, I, you know, I think our floral was what we did do was beautiful. Everything from the reception transferred over that evening to the dessert party. They just put like some little LED lights and, you know, so we were able to, we didn't want to spend money on stuff that wasn't going to last or wasn't going to make a memory, right? Nobody's going to remember the centerpiece at your wedding but they're going to remember that you took them to ride on Soren after the, you know, after the dessert party. So that was kind of, you know, was our priority. That might not be for everybody, but that was, that was something that was really important to us is that we just, we really wanted to make a lot of really great memories with our friends and family. Well, Shelly, this has been really helpful for anyone who is planning a Wishes Collection event at Walt Disney World, whether it's at the Grand Floridian or really anywhere on property. And I appreciate your taking the time. No problems, happy. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. In the meantime, send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show site, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com. And for instant answers to all your Disney's Fairy Tale Weddings questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com.